This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 4th of November in your Squiz today. Finding Cleo, upsetting the French, Western Australia's border plans, and spicy space tacos. This is your Squiz today. The best news of all came just after we put the squiz out yesterday, Claire, and that is, of course, that four-year-old Cleo Smith was found alive and well 18 days after going missing from her family's tent on a camping trip in Carnarvon in WA. There's been an absolute outpouring of relief across the country that she's been found. It's even made the international news. First things first, Claire, she's home with her family and police say she's in good physical health. Yeah, they say she's physically okay. Of course, still lots of questions about what happened to her during those 18 days. But Detective Senior Sergeant Cameron Blaine, who really has been quite prominent in this yesterday, said that she's a little energizer bunny, that she's got a lot of energy and he's <laughs> exhausted, but she seems ready to go. So it was all thumbs up and looking pretty good. Yeah, great to see that picture of her smiling with that orange icy pole. If we take a look now at how we got here, a 36-year-old man has been arrested and while the investigation from police has been massive, we don't know too much yet about how the pieces came together to finding Cleo in that house. No, police say that it's an ongoing investigation and that they're still questioning that man. So there's not a lot that they can say publicly yet, given all of those moving pieces. But they say that it was all the data, it was all the information and them joining the dots and finding a piece of information that led them to this man and led them to Cleo, who was alone in that house when they found her at about 1am yesterday morning. What they say is it was just the good old grunt and the methodical grind of police work. Lots of praise for police and everyone involved in finding Cleo. Her mum posted to Instagram yesterday saying our family is whole again. When you look at the case, it is extraordinary that Cleo has been found alive and well. Xanthi Mallet, a criminologist at the University of Newcastle, said that she can't really remember a case like this when a child has been returned safe and well to their family after this length of time gives a bit of context to just how incredible it is to have Cleo home safely. We flagged it as one to watch the National Press Club address from French Ambassador Jean-Pierre Thibault. The relationship between France and Australia is, of course, on the rocks after Australia ditched a submarine contract with France. It's been back in the headlines in recent days with French President Macron accusing Scott Morrison of lying and then the leaking of certain text messages here in Australia. It doesn't seem like the French are ready to move on, Claire. No, not at all. What the Bolt said is that doesn't want to see cheap words from Australia. What France wants is proof of mm-hmm. love. And he says that that can be done through uh, more discussions, but also Australia stepping up to the plate and fixing that relationship. There seems to be some way to go <laughs> for that to happen because, of course, Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, says that he has nothing to apologise for. Uh, this tit for tat is something that he says he just wants to move on from. 
Morrison is now on the way home from that run of summit, so it's unlikely he'll run into Macron in person, at least for a while. Speaking of those summits, though, with everything that's gone down at COP26 in Glasgow at the moment, you and Kate are right on it with the shortcuts this week. We did an episode six weeks ago on Australia's climate agenda heading into COP26, and plenty has happened since then, settling on a climate policy for one. This episode will get you across that policy as well as the broader COP26 agenda, Claire. Yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago, six weeks ago when it comes to the climate Mm. agenda. So we've just updated that and really gone through the structure of what happens with COP next. There's still, of course, another week and a half of discussions to go. As always, it's opinion free and all about giving you a shortcut to what's going on. Search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app or I'll pop a link in your episode notes. A COVID update for Western Australia now, Claire. Premier Mark McGowan is set to release WA's COVID roadmap tomorrow. WA's border rules for states have been the toughest across the country, so there's plenty standing by to hear about their plan to open up. And Premier Mark McGowan has talked quite a bit about keeping his state border closed uh, into next year. So there's a lot of anticipation uh, about what that roadmap looks like to reopening and engaging with the eastern states. What McGowan said yesterday is that it's changing its designation of New South Wales. It's gone from an extreme risk to high risk. And what that means is that fully vaccinated people in New South Wales are going to be able to enter the state. If you're in a very narrow group of approved professions, we're talking about military personnel and senior government officials, are also allowed into Western Australia are residents who want to return or those who have family ties there. Lots of hoops to jump through, though, to be able to enter Western Australia beyond being uh, double vaccinated. He did also foreshadow that there would be an extra $400 million spent on more hospital beds to help prepare their health system for COVID cases as they start to open up. In international news now, a state of emergency has been declared in Ethiopia, with fighting continuing between the government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front, the TPLF. The conflict between these two forces has been going on for nearly a whole year, and the fear now is that the country could soon be in an all-out civil war. Yeah, it's been going on for a year, this dispute. What happened uh, last November is that Prime Minister Abe Ahmed set his own troops against his own people in the north, in that Tigray region. Uh, Abe is a Nobel Peace Prize winner, so there's been a lot of attention on what's happened there. The United Nations has said that it looks like a case of genocide, that what has happened in the fighting in the last year has been marked by extreme brutality uh, by all parties parties to the conflict. So there is a lot going on. What's happened in the last few weeks is that a ceasefire has broken down and that TPLF has started to move south towards the capital. Uh, What the government there has urged residents of the capital at Addis Ababa is that they should register their weapons and they should get ready to fight to protect their neighbourhoods. The conflict has already displaced two and a half million people. Many countries, including the US, continue to call for a ceasefire. 
The winner of the Prime Minister's Award for Science has been announced. It went to a man called Professor Eddie Holmes, an expert on the evolution of viral diseases. He's called himself the Forrest Gump of COVID, and it turns out he played a pretty vital part in the fight against COVID. Yeah, Forrest Gump because he says that he appears to be in every (laughs) scene without knowing it. And that's, of course, because his previous work on viruses, including HIV, Ebola and Zika, uh, mean that he has been front and centre in some pretty big outbreaks in the history of the world. (laughs) Uh, What he did this time around when it came to COVID was that he was working very closely with his colleagues in China. Uh, They cracked the genomic sequence of of COVID quite early in the piece. It was January last year. Uh, But what they found was that Chinese authorities were really sitting on them to keep it secret. Uh, He, though, publicly shared it on the internet uh, in January. And that, of course, allowed scientists around the world to get cracking and to start getting prepared. So uh, what his colleagues say is that it was a very important development and what he did was very brave. Yeah, they called it one of the most important acts of data sharing ever undertaken. I think we can probably all agree on that one. It's probably a safe guess, Claire, that the food on the International Space Station maybe isn't the best. Freeze-dried, probably not too fresh. (laughs) But astronauts got to enjoy some pretty spicy space tacos recently. Imagine how boring your diet would be that you get mm-hmm. super excited that your own homegrown chilies <laughs> are going to make a really huge addition to your meal. But it is the first case where they've grown from seeds to a, a full plant uh, and been able to harvest something on the International Space Station. They're doing lots of work on that kind of thing, I guess looking at what they can do to actually grow their own food to keep people mm. in space for longer. I think if you've ever tried to grow your own chilli plant, it's not really any excuse now. They can do it in space. You can probably try and have a crack on your balcony. Squiz the day, Claire. What are you keeping an eye on today? Uh, Today is the start of Diwali. It, of course, is the Festival of Lights. It's celebrated by Hindus and Sikhs and Jain faiths uh, around the world. It's a celebration of the victory of good over evil. So we've got to have a bit of that sometimes. I reckon we can all get behind that. For me, I am keeping an eye on the Booker Prize winner. That's announced this morning. We'll probably hear a bit more about it today. That's all from us. Have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.